Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Introduce this guy here next to me. This is Alex Vitkin, international business hustler, creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle Facebook groups. If you're not on there yet, that's really one of the few high quality groups. Because fucking Alex here is fucking Gula concentration camp <laughs> moderating this group. He's like, no, 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 you're not pushing any value. No, no, no. So that's pretty sick. And uh, today we thought we're going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to talk about business and marketing. Because a lot of people kind of like asking me about shit, like Max and Marketing at some point. Sell steroids and paid Instagram followers. Don't forget the paid actresses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's it, I think. And the scam. Don't forget the scam. <laughs> that's all. Uh, paid actresses scamming and rent, rent your Ferrari, bro. Yeah, how's it going, man? Oh, it's just going well, man. We're here in Kiev. Well, Kiev is fucking Kiev. awesome. This place has more entrepreneurs than all of Belgium. No offense to any Belgians. Oh, really? I think so. I've met every single person I met here is interested in business. Crazy. Because there is no jobs, probably, or something like that. I don't know. I've only been here in two days, but every person I met, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. Some of them hustling on the street, as I told you before. I remember that story, but <laughs> but uh, you know, some uh, a lot of guys in IT and stuff here. That's awesome. I, I like that. I never thought about that because the the fucking economy is so shit. The local economy, people are like, well, what if I just start an internet business? Yeah. Because my country can go down shit, but my internet business can be thriving. Yeah. And even that, like. If you want to win in life financially, get paid in the West, live in the East. Yeah. Like get paid in fucking US dollars by a huge economy that, um, that is quote unquote safe. And by safe, I mean there's not some fucking invasion that completely ruins your currency overnight. Uh, whereas nowadays with the United States, you never know. Uh, and, uh, and then live somewhere. Live like fucking move to some paradise. Move to Thailand or whatever. Like chill there for like 300 bucks a month, live in a villa with servants mm-hmm. and, and have your online business and sell to Americans that have basically like the same amount of money, but they live in a shitty house in the Midwest. Yeah, there's a huge amount of demand in all the Western countries, not just America. I mean, everywhere, like fucking Scandinavia, Australia, United States, Canada, everything. They all have demand for IT people, basically. So most of the people here, if you go Eastern Europe, they are studying to become IT professionals, whatever they think that means, but usually it's programming and uh, online marketing and stuff like that. But uh, the funny thing is, if you're not from here, you know, if you're not in Kiev, uh, if you're in uh, Switzerland, for example, you can do the same thing with the benefit that you speak a lot more languages, of course. And ah, you, yeah. you have maybe some money, you know, so you can get started with money, so you're not like desperate for like a few dollars an hour. Then suddenly, you're at, uh, you can do like $20, $30 an hour if you have some basic skills in uh, marketing or like software development or web development or Facebook ads or something like that. Meft, Meft here is asking, by the way, best book on copywriting. I'd say Kick-Ass Copywriting Skills. Is that by John Carlton? I don't know. I don't even who wrote it, but, uh, Kick-Ass my, Copywriting Skills of a Marketing Rebel. That's I don't know who wrote it, but uh, my favorite is Brilliant's Breakthrough. It's been recommended to me by my friend Matt Cook. I'll buy. genius, yeah. This is the thing. It's actually hard to get. Like any, oh, can, you can't have it on Audible? I don't think so. I usually, like, every time someone mentions a book, I Audible. I'm like, immediately just buy it on Audible. And I read, I think this year I read like 30 books. Anyways, keep, keep talking. Keep, keep doing do your thing, Brad. Yes, basically, I mean, uh, lots of you guys, you're probably wondering, yeah, you're talking about online marketing and internet business, but how do I actually start? What do I do? Because I've been told that you need all this money and it's so risky and you need investment capital. You need this brilliant new idea and then maybe you have a 1% chance if it's in your DNA and if Gary Vaynerchuk says it's okay, if he allows it to be in business, then maybe I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow you, right? If he says that, then only then, after working for 10 years, 16 hours a day, and getting gray hair at the age of 32, only then do you have a 1% chance of starting a business. That's kind of the theory that, that is going around. That's how it was years ago. Not even actually, even years ago, you could be uh, in, the, in the real estate business and basically get deals on other people's money if you're smart enough. If yeah. You know how to sell. Like, I think the first skill is know, know how to sell. Yeah. If you, and this is something that, that is so dear to my heart because it's basically you pick up. 
Yeah, yeah. If you know how to sell, you can do anything. You can copyright emails for your business. You can do Facebook advertising. You can get clients. Like that's know how to sell, and you get better at pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get, if you're like, oh, what do I like? How do I learn how to sell? Well, get pick, learn pickup. That helps a lot because uh, you can also have a nice side effect of having hotter women in your life. And it's vice versa. Mm -hmm. Sales helps pickup. Pickup helps sales. This is 100 percent case. So Most true. of the guys that I know that are good at sales, they have they're much more grounded. And they know what, like, an objection or rejection, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So What's that book called now again? The best copywriting book? Brilliance Breakthrough. It teaches you, kind of reteaches you how to write, and it makes whatever existing skills in copywriting you have a lot more effective. So my friend said it, it doubled or tripled his uh, ability to be a good copywriter. Why is and that not as an audio book, man? Fuck that. It's a, it's a rare book. Most people... It's not for most people. It's like it's not one of those like uh, pop science books. It's like very hardcore book. Like the four hour work week. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. It's if you want a book like four hour work week, then um, go out. Well, yeah, or read Ogilvy on advertising. He teaches some copywriting in there. Ogilvy on advertising. It's uh, the founder of a very famous uh, marketing agency from the eighties, and it still exists today. It's wow, that's funny, dude. That's hilarious. From the eighties, man. Yeah, and, and uh, one of my mentors, Evan Pagan, he said basically, it's you know, still you know Evan Pagan? Today. Uh Well, he's I didn't I don't know him in person. I watched okay. all his stuff basically when I was starting in business a few years ago. So that's when I watched his stuff. I never Sick. met him in person. That's awesome, though. What are people asking here? Are he banned from New Zealand? I don't <laughs> think so. That's just we don't want to fuck sheep. Like we're not interested in that. Burn! So I guess one of the things that people are probably wondering as well is like, what is the best idea for business? Have you ever heard that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what's it? What is the idea? I don't have that, an idea. That's the equivalent of what's the best pickup line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the best idea slash what's the best pickup line? And I was like, go out. <laughs> you know, like execute. Like, like go out is the the pickup equivalent of the business execute. So the, the thing in business, I have a slightly different theory. So my theory, uh, based on experience, is that if you have an idea as a complete beginner, you're like, hello, I have never been in business. I don't know sales. I don't know anything. But I'm going to come up with an idea. That idea is 99% of the time going to be shit. Like, I'm sorry if I offend anyone here, but it, it really is the case. It's much better to take someone's idea who's already in business. Right? So if someone has a process, if you read the book, E-myth revisited, right? It's all about processes. It's how What's most e-myth revisited. So most businesses they fail in the first year. There's 75, 80% failure rate in the first year. It's quoted from the book. And the ones that succeed, the ones that have 90% success rate, they actually follow an existing business model. So instead of I like cookies and I'm going to go and sell cookies, it's like Okay, who do I talk to? Where do I get a working business model, a process that I can commit to, follow, and execute every single day, learn valuable marketing skills, and so on. And those people have 90% success rate, as opposed to the guys who are just struggling and trying their own idea from day one. So if I, you, I just bought it. You just bought it? <laughs> That's fast execution. Fucking right, dude. Speed of implementation. Yeah. The thing, uh, one guy asked here, um, what do you think about cryptocurrency investment, bitcoins and trade markets? I don't know anything about cryptocurrency, absolutely zero. So I don't invest in stuff that I don't understand. If I understood it, probably it would make me a lot of money, but I don't. I'm, I'm really 100% focused on one business right now, yeah. and that's all I do. And if I start saying, oh, crypto this, crypto that, five different currencies, forex, an investment, buying gold, storing it in my basement, at the end of the day, I'll just be sitting there with like, some cryptocurrency and like some gold and like 50, half, 50 half assed ideas and no money, no execution. Yeah. Uh, I have the same like, um, cause like basically what I'm investing the money in that I'm getting from my programs, mm -hmm. I invested in my fucking team. I invested in, in my brand. I'm like, I don't know. Like, this is what I know. I know how to create fucking videos on mass and on YouTube, YouTube homeboys here. I have so many fucking videos on YouTube coming up. So literally online, I just have to click publish, click publish, click publish, and they're so good. And I have more that need to be edited, and more I have in there. Um, I invest in that. I'm not going to invest in real estate now. I would, I have the capital, but I don't. I'm not going to because I don't understand it. Did you talk to someone who invent, invested in real estate? 
Have you talked to anyone? Uh, I checked out Ty Lopez's program. So what I did is I talked to a friend of a friend who's doing millions of dollars of profit every single year from real estate. And he told me how long it takes him to just research one property. It's not going to be an apartment. It's a whole apartment block, right? So just to give you an idea, it takes him one year to research one wow. single property. And he, you need to talk to local politicians, lawyers, and so because they can just say some law changes and you have to give half of your fucking building to uh, a homeless people, for example, right? Yeah. So that can just happen in some countries. So you need to really know what you're doing. So, but that's just one example. There's a million examples like that. And what I've learned from really wealthy people, from guys who are doing millions of dollars in Forex and so on and real estate, is if you're not gonna commit a lot of your time to this, okay? If you're not really gonna completely immerse yourself in it, you may as well just keep the cash. You're gonna lose less money that way. Because real estate is not automatic money. Yeah, that's what people also think. Um, yeah, that's why I invest in my brand. I know that, I know my social media shit. And uh, I mean, like, who, who pays for my assistant? Like, everybody says, like, my actual videos have gotten so good. Yeah, guess fucking what? Because I hired two professional filmmakers. Not a guy with a camera who knows how to use a DSLR. No, these guys are filmmakers. Mm -hmm. And they cost a lot of money. And then I have places like here, this fucking studio, where we can record a lot of videos because it has a nice view. All that costs money. Like, you know how much money it costs to travel to a city to give a free tour there? Like, people come, like, we have like 100, 200 people coming to the free tour, like, that's nice, thanks for the free talk. You know how much the venue costs for that evening? Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's crazy. People and then, don't the, realize this, and then yeah. the airfare for me, for my entire team, the entire gear that we have is like $70,000, like, just the editing shit. We have so many computers here. All that stuff costs so much fucking money. And then we got to stay at a fucking Airbnb or a hotel, all that costs money. So I invest that, like, that's. And I love that because it, I feel the value. It's like electri electricity in the air. Where I'm like, oh, that video's gonna be so sick. Can't yeah, wait. For every person to watch from Max's team is fucking awesome. I met, uh, I think, half your team yesterday, probably. That was probably just half. And yeah. we were all really cool guys, really hustling, really on top of their game. Fucking right, definitely. Let's see. Best college for business. Yeah, that was a good one, right? <laughs> that was. Oh, is he troll? You think no, I don't think troll? he. I don't. So, so best college. So, so I, I let me tell you. Okay, I went to two colleges. I have two marketing degrees. So oh yeah. Two business degrees. In Belgium or what? In Belgium, yes. Yeah. Belgium. Originally. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, originally it's a different question, but basically, <laughs> I'm gonna tell a story like Gary Vaynerchuk. No, uh, but, uh, but basically, people, you know, you think that you're gonna learn business in college, but after four years. I went to two colleges at the same time, and I got two degrees at the same time. So I have two pieces of paper that says, Alexander Vitkin, business whatever, right? And it's useless. First two months in business, I learned more than four years and two college degrees. And I keep, I tell people this, they're like, no, it's not possible. I've invested so much money, in, especially time in college, yeah. and they, they, they become defensive. But then they graduate and like, oh shit, I need to be like a secretary as my first job. Like like copying shit and and it's it's uh, outside of my reality that you know you study for four years then you need to be a fucking secretary getting coffee for some cunt you know why why is it like cunt that for some cunt oh, I used to I used to live with an Australian so you know oh that oh, cunt come here cunt so yeah and basically first two months learned basics of sales right out of college. Uh, it was horrifying, you know, you pick up the phone, you call some company to like, go fuck yourself, you know, like, stop calling us, we don't want your websites, we don't want uh -huh. your videos, and eventually, it's like cold approach, eventually you become a little bit good, you get like a $200 sale, and it went from there. That's what so, you did? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you got out of college, and you're like, fuck it, I want to make money, where's the money, and then, yeah, and what was the first step then? The first step, don't, by the way, don't do what I did. What I did was fucking crazy. I, I'm like, I'm so smart, I'm so good at business because I studied business, so I'm going to become a consultant, a uh. business consultant. And I was selling videos and websites by messaging people on Facebook who had a business and then also cold calling and going door to door. I did all those different things. I was dabbling hardcore also like an SEO blog that made a little bit of money and then selling a different service. Maybe I'm selling the wrong service, but guess fucking what? It doesn't matter. Like none of these things are actually important. What matters is all these things could have worked. Any single one of them, right? Even now, now it's, you know, nine years after, it would still work. 
The same things sold to the same people in the same way with cold calling would still work. But now it's a lot easier. You don't need to fucking cold call. You don't need to walk into businesses anymore because there is the internet. And it's actually very well developed now, almost worldwide. So you can pretty much just get on freelancing websites, for example. And there's people there like me. Sell to me, please. And if yeah. you learn some basic skills and you're not complete shit at delivering, or you learn while you deliver, then you can already start making money as a freelancer. That, that's fucking awesome. So what do you do now? Uh, now we, after, you know, after six years in business, everyone was asking me, Alex, Alex, you know, how do you do this? And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to tell anyone, to be honest. I'm like, okay, you know, I want to be a consultant. I don't want to teach people real business. I want to be a consultant helping existing businesses. That's what I did for basically six years. Yeah. So, and then after that, I started a YouTube channel with the idea of I'm going to create content and I'm going to get more consulting clients like that. But the, what happened was all the people who came to me, they're like, Alex, I want to learn how to start a business from zero, right? Because I got them on phone calls. I immediately, after week two, I was getting sales. I was doing $6,000 per month after week two. And every single person, like 80% of people were saying, I don't have a business yet. You need to help me. I didn't have a business yet. You need to help me. So eventually I thought, okay, it, it's a little bit of a scammy industry, but there's room to make it better. That's yeah. why there's an opportunity and there's a huge demand. So I thought, okay, I'll start teaching people business. And that developed into a worldwide mastermind. We have 120 members right now from all over the world. And we have some millionaires, uh, a few dozen guys doing. That's sick, man. Like 32 people doing six figures and so on. So now What's your YouTube channel? People ask him. My YouTube channel is Vitkin. So Alexander Vitkin. V-I-T-K-I-N. V-I-T-K-I-N, cool. And it's the same, it's funny that you said that, it's the same with pickup. Um, it used to be this, the scammiest of scam scenes ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you would have like some show that would like sit here in front of a wall like us right now. It's like, yeah. I will teach you the one thing that you can whisper to her ear. Yeah. And she will make you, she will want to fuck you, you know? And you're like, whoa, bye, 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 you know? like. And then if you sign up now, you get the four... CD serious. Oh yeah, the CD series. Owning a pussy. You know, like so, like like all it was so creepy. And you would look the guy in the eye and you would know he's never banged a girl. He'd never he never opened a girl successfully, you know? Like self-affirmations you listen to while sleeping. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he would be like he would like read the game and then see himself pretty much as an expert and then they would sell. So that's that's how the pickup scene was used to be back in the days, and then the mystery stuff came, and then RSD evolved out of that, and now it's just like a bunch of cool dudes doing cool shit. Um, still, still some questionable methods, yeah. Uh, but overall, it's it's evolved into something better, and I like that you said that it has room for improvement, right? Lots of room, yeah. Where's the bitch at? We're in uh, Kiev, Ukraine, right now. What's the name of the book that I showed earlier? Jeez, man, you can't. I showed it into the screen for like one million seconds. Uh, the E-Myth Revisited. I'm going to show it one more time here. It's a very good question here, by the way. Pop that question. So Luke Crawford is saying, thoughts on e-commerce versus a Facebook agency. I assume that you're asking whether or not you should become a person who owns an e-commerce shop or if you, you should build your own agency and sell digital services. I assume that is your question, Luke. So if that is the question, here's the answer. So e-commerce, it's very, very profitable if you have a lot of money to invest. If you start e-commerce with zero, okay, everyone that I know is actually making real money with e-commerce, they don't start with zero. They remortgage their house. Like they get a second mortgage on their house. Oh, really? They borrow money from the bank and so on because they needed to scale it very quickly. If you don't scale e-commerce fast, the competition will kill you because they like, oh, this guy is making $100,000. Let's invest a million dollars, drive him out of business, take the whole market. That's what happens in e-commerce. And it's become everyone, wants to do e-commerce right now, okay? So it's very profitable. What is it? Well, def define e-commerce. Define e-commerce. E-commerce is selling uh, real goods on the internet and then shipping it to them. Usually it's done via like Dropshipper or Amazon. So my advice, here's my actual advice, okay? Unless you're already, ha already have access to capital or can get capital somehow, uh, I recommend starting an agency first, get paid first, make money as an agency, promote e-commerce for other people, and then you learn, can invest money and, and yeah. all those skills that you've learned from doing the projects for other people, you implement it in your own business and start your own e-commerce store afterwards. Because the crazy the thing business. is if you do e-commerce for other people first, mm -hmm. guess what? 
you learn, but at the same time you get paid by them. Yep. You like you basically go to, to e-commerce people's stores, right? And you're like, hey, I'm gonna make it better for you. Give me money. They're like, cool. Here's budget. Here's your payment. Go. And now you start even experimenting. You even yeah. yeah. Even if you don't have much idea yet, you start experimenting, but you have cash flow coming in. Yeah, yeah. You ca- and then you're like, okay, shit. From the last year, I've did this many campaigns. I've learned this much. Now I go take the best things for me, and I use it for my own shit. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Um, that's why, like, that's why uh, we at RSD say a lot. Like, um, look, who's learning the most on a boot camp? The guy who pays six thousand dollar, or me? <laughs> I learn the most. Yeah. Okay. I always learn the most because I see how they how they operate, how they think. I learn a lot about myself. I see myself in that very situation oftentimes, mm-hmm. and I learn a fuck ton. It's it's when we, like here's here's the thing like. If I go to a boot, if I teach a boot camp with three students, right? They all pay two thousand five hundred dollars. That's mm-hmm. the that's the that's the price of boot camp. If it's a one on one boot camp, they pay six thousand. I don't get a lot of money from that. RSD takes most of it. My team takes most of it. The the airfare takes most of it. Mm-hmm. The whole like Airbnb, all the costs are so high that I I make so little money off a of boot camp that if I would just stay at home, record epic fucking content, yeah. blah blah blah, I would make way more money. I would make so much more money just uh, trying to reconnect. Okay, I would make so much more money by just um, by just staying at home creating digital content. Mm-hmm. But guess what? When I create digital content, I don't learn. The reason why I'm doing bootcamp is not because of the money. I do it because of the learning experience. Because I'm staying sharp. Because it like I get like literally like ten new fucking ideas, five to ten new ideas per bootcamp. It's one weekend. I'm killing it with a student or three. I come home, I have 10 new ideas for videos, and I bam, 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 bam. Here's a question, because you said when you teach people, when you teach people, that you're learning more. So should everyone become a picker instructor, Max? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I think um, it's hard. It's getting harder every day because every fucking show is like, oh, I'm going to do some fucking pickup videos. And they basically just rehash what RSD is saying, which is awesome because I'm honored when people are like, oh, this is the stuff I learned from RSD Max or Julian or Tyler, whoever, right? I'm honored. I think it's pretty fucking awesome, but at the same time, I think it's 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 bad ideas because none of these guys has an has any idea about business. Mm-hmm. It's always the same. They're good at game. They start getting laid two three times a week, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "I right, now I'm gonna do the pickup business," but they have no idea about fucking business. Many people are like, "I'm really good at this skill," and they want to turn it into business. I'm really good at pickup. I'm gonna create a pickup company. I'm really I'm a really good musician. You know how many musicians I know that are so amazing, like genius. They sit down and just knock out a fucking guitar solo. They knock out a riff or whatever the fuck it is, and you're humbled. You're like, this is once insane. a week, right? Yeah, yeah, and and I'm like, this guy is crazy. But they have no idea how to build a brand. They have yeah. no idea how to lead a band, how to manage a band. That's like, I think the man, the bands that that made it, um, they're better at business than they are at playing music. Mm-hmm. There's so many bands that are genius, but they have no idea how to market. They have no idea how to lead a band, nothing, and they're just they, nobody will ever hear them. Do you know who's the business guy behind the Rolling Stones? No, Mick Jagger. Yeah, the lead singer. Oh yeah, Dude. he's like 80 years old. He's still on stage. His business is, I think, it's hundred million dollar business. So cool. even more, I think it's more. Should read his book, by the way. There's a book about the band. It's very good. I forgot. The oh, name. I'll buy it. No, I forgot the fucking name. No. Oh, Rolling Stones. I mean, you'll find it. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, they make way more. I for, I've once heard uh, how much ACDC costs. Not how much they get paid, but how much they cost. If you like, if you let's like, say you create a festival and you like, I'm have ACDC. Yeah. Come, apart from the fact that they can't play anymore because. The guitar is this senile, uh, <laughs> senile, yeah. and the drummer paid his some dude to kill his wife or some shit. Okay, that's pretty bad, yeah. You want to shit talk races here, but I, I think it costs like uh, 120 million or something for one performance. Yeah. That's so, so you, uh, you as a, as an organizer, you have to be like, okay. We need to sell this much beer, this many tickets. You know, that's just a band, and then yeah. you need to have like security. Then you need to rent the property. You get you need fuck tons of permissions and shit. All right. So, what do you guys want to know? Please post questions because we can talk here all day, of course. But uh, the primary thing is, of course, to help you and to make sure that your questions are uh, answered. Here's a good one. Thoughts on project management. So. 
I mean, I'm, I've always run like agency style businesses and consulting and stuff like that. So for project management for that type of business, uh, the best thing is to outsource it as soon as fucking possible. That is the best thing. What but outsourcing? What is, what is outsourcing? No, what, what do you want to outsource? So someone is asking, what, do you, what are your thoughts on project management? And I, I'm saying, as soon as you fucking can, outsource project manager and project management. So you That's hire a project manager who's doing all this logistical shit for you. Because yeah. most business people, and probably you as well, you don't want to be stuck in the mud like, oh, I need to send this email and the client, I need to reply, and the, this guy that's working for me hasn't done his job. Like this shit, that is the best way to get stuck in business and hit a crazy plateau that is very hard to get out of, okay? So the best way is to just tell someone, you are responsible for this. You, no one else, I'm not going to follow up with you. You call me once a week and you tell me how the projects are going, right? And you I like a, that. And you give them a working system before you hand it off, of course. You have like some Asana project man, management tool or some other project man, management like tool. Like Basecamp or some shit or Slack. Yes, exactly. Uh, and you just give them like a working model. You say, this is how projects are managed. If you do this well in a project, then you get paid this much. If you do 20% better, you get paid 20% better. And there's like a structure, right? So they're encouraged yeah. to work harder and like it's that. a system that they don't have to invent because you are the business owner, you've invented it and now you just give it and they're responsible. They're, it's a smart guy and very like methodical. Like for me, are you methodical, Max? Are you like- Super methodical. I'm fucking Germanizing everything. That like, I, I also think that's a reason why my brand has been doing so well within RSD. I'm German. Everybody's, there's all artists, like Julian is a total artist, Owen is a total artist, like put those guys on stage and they sprinkle the art. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that. I'm structure, I'm, I'm the guy who, I'm good at executing. I'm like, okay, if I hire that guy, I can outsource that, I can make X more videos. So you had to learn, like force yourself to learn how to like come up with content on stage? Uh, no, I was always kind of good at that ranting stuff I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. But then again, like I always think the others are better. Hmm. Just, yeah, I'm just I'm just good at executing, to be honest. Now, some guy oh, is that the book, by the way. Um, Mick Jagger, Phil Norman, Twenty Three Hours. It's the biography. If it's the biography, then it's the right one. Yeah. Best-selling biographer offers an unparalleled account of the life of living legend Mick Jagger. I mean, that that's the, like the main driving force behind the band, so it's probably the right book. Thoughts on Ty Lopez's social media agency program. Well, I'm a little bit biased because I have my own social media agency kind of program that I've been running for three years already. But uh, I, I really I haven't seen it, to be honest, so I can't really tell you. How much do you have to spend working each day when getting your first client for social media management, email marketing, website? Uh, if you have a good funnel, if someone taught you a good working funnel that is not cold calling or cold approaching on the street, it's a good online inbound funnel when people come to you, then... Uh, I have discovered that it takes around three weeks to get your first sale. And how much time? Like three weeks, at least four hours a day. That is like the magic number there. But uh, of course, you can spend more, then please do. I recommend, uh, my mentor is doing $100 million. Okay, he sells, um, he owns an e-commerce store. So he does $100 million, right? So he says that working more than 10 hours a day is overrated because the work done after the, those first yeah. 10 hours, eight to 10 hours, he said. So after the first eight to 10 hours, the work that's done then is actually lower quality. And the value that you get out of that is much smaller compared to the work that you can do in a highly structured, highly measured eight to 10 hours a day. So, and most people, they, they think, oh, I, I don't know, this business stuff is gonna take me 16 hours a day. No, it doesn't. I work seven days a week, yes. But I don't work 16 hours a day. Mm -hmm. I used to, and then I went to the hospital, ended up in the fucking hospital, right? Oh yeah? After two years of that shit, you end up in a hospital with like weird stomach stuff or whatever. Stomach ulcers. Well, I don't think it was, that, but it was, you know, it was pretty painful. But basically, so basically, um, so basically eight to 10 hours a day. And if you follow the right process and you get clients on the phone and you close them on the phone, then it takes around three weeks, eight to 10 hours a day. So. Quick tips for public speaking, make videos and then yeah. maybe you want to answer that. Uh, I mean, that's what a friend of mine, Kevin, <clears throat> my business partner, uh, you've probably seen him on my Snapchat and Instagram, really good guy, he creates really good content nowadays. He's also like, he would, he would like start recording his, uh, 
his sales radios for his sales funnel. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I know you, dude. This is not how you sound like. You sound like a sleazy salesman, dude. Yeah. He's like, but how do I become natural? I'm like, here's what you do. You live stream every day. Ooh, yeah. Every day for 30 minutes after you're done, whatever. Make it part of your routine, right? You can, like, people are like, how do I, like, I don't have an audience to, to live stream. Yeah, now you do that online. You do it for, for your, like, 200 Instagram followers. He had 400 Instagram followers. He live streamed every day. Yeah. There was even periods where he had zero, zero, zero uh, viewers. He would have, like, two viewers watching, and then the two viewers would go offline. He's like, I guess I'm still here. Dude, this, yeah. this was like three weeks ago, and now his public speaking is so much fucking better. He increased it by like easily 50% just within three weeks, just by doing live streaming every day. I have another trick, and that is to record yourself, and you can even do live stream as well, but then you download the live stream, and then you edit it in a video editing tool, and every time you say uh, or ah, uh, or like, or any stop word, Anytime that happens, you edit it out. And you edit like a whole hour of that shit every day for two weeks. And then you're going to be, in two weeks, you're going to be master, master speaker. Because I love it. you're going to have like this emotional leverage never to make a mistake like that again. That's actually a good point. That's a really good point. I bought that Mick Jagger book now. That's it's probably going to be good. It's 23 hours, I guess. That's the biography. That's, that sounds like a very long book. There's a very good question here. Uh, what would you recommend for a 21-year-old that doesn't know his passion and about to go to college. I love that because it's exactly that. I don't know what to do, and I'm, so I'm just going to go to college. Mm -hmm. Stupidest thing ever. Like, there's, like, I think 90% of the world right now, they're like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to go get some shitty degree. Mm -hmm. And then like four years later, they're like, I'm, I'm just about to finish college, but I really don't want to. Like, Should I quit college three months before I stop? Because four years I've been suffering on something that I don't give a shit about. Why do you go to fucking college? Like, college takes a lot. Like, if you want college to work for you, like, oh, I, I, want, I want to get a good, good things out of my college, then you got to rip your asshole up. you got to hustle so hard. If you dabble in college, you might as well do nothing. Yeah. It's just going to waste your fucking time. So I'm just going to go. I don't know what to do, Joe. I'm just going to go to college and invest, like, 12 hours of my day studying something I don't give a fuck about. That's the mistake I did. And I, I didn't, like, I, it's literally three years of my life down the drain. If wow. I hadn't done game, but what I did was I took a lot of the spare time from the college and I learned how to pimp. I was reading business books. I'm like, what is this shit from college? Ugh. And I was reading like biography of this guy and nice. OGLV like on advertising, like how to build a marketing agency. That's the kind of shit I was reading. And I went to school and they're like, here's the four P's of marketing. I'm like, huh? But none of these guys who are successful are talking about this. And I, I didn't like have a conscious realization like that yet. But later on, I realized that, you know, that's what was the kind of conclusion that I came to at the end of college. I'm like, I don't know exactly what I learned, but I think I know business now. And then after I learned actual business skills in the real world, I realized that I didn't learn anything in college. And in fact, I learned more from the books that I read during college that were not on the reading list or whatever. Ah, love it, love it. I mean, it's crazy because especially in the business background, um, there's reasons why there are college professors. Hmm. They're like none of the college that teaches business actually has a business. Yeah, yeah al almost zero. Almost zero of those guys. Zero. Now again, like if you say, okay, you want to become a linguist, you want to become a psychologist, mm -hmm. a chemist, go to college, best thing you could ever do. Mm -hmm. That's where you're at the source. That's where people do the research. If you have a good professor, if you're in a good team, you know, you're at the source of the knowledge. But if you want to like, I want to become free and travel the world and make money in my own business, then don't go to college. Someone told me that he's... Studied to be an engineer for like, I don't know, four or five years, something like that. And then in this country, you don't just become an engineer. Oh, no, no, no. You need to then go work almost for free for like minimum wage for a year or two before you get a license, right? And I'm like, how much do engineers make in your country? Seven, eight hundred dollars? Okay. So is that a lot of money for a business owner? He's like, no. So if you were a business owner tomorrow, would you be able to pay someone eight hundred dollars who has a license, so you don't have to get a license. And he, he was like, oh shit, I guess you're right. And he spent so many years working towards this magical piece of paper, right, that it was very hard for him to abandon that. But I think he's starting to like see the light now that all these like certificates and degrees and stuff like that, that's not the actual value. If you're gonna actually learn science at college and you wanna uh, start a business, like in pharmaceutical business or something like that, maybe it could be worth it, maybe. But then again, you can hire people who study yeah. that. 
And that's what I do, for example. I, I, I didn't really study anything complicated. It was business, one of the easiest things to study. So when I want to work with someone really smart, I'm just, okay, who here is an engineer? 150 AQ, 140 AQ engineer. And they work for, you know, they work. They do the work and I'm like, okay, cool. And then I do the work that's like hiring and sales and marketing. And they do like the technical stuff that I will never, never understand. That's true. Outsourcing is just big on that. And like you can, you can acquire all the knowledge yourself because you need it for like a 5% part of your business or just hire someone who does. <clears throat> that being said, you got to have your hiring skills on point. Mm -hmm. Right? Good friend of mine, shout out to him. He, uh, I was talking about, uh, he's actually watching right now. He's like, I'm like, outsourcing, outsourcing. He's like, yeah, good idea. Mm -hmm. So he hired a random fucking guy, mm -hmm. like awesome website, you know, started paying him $1,500. Mm -hmm. The guy took the money run off. Yeah, of course. Because like, he paid up front. Yeah. And then, first of all, <clears throat> if you have a brand, never hire someone outside your brand. Mm -hmm. Those people are literally, give me the money and I'll do the job for you. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. But guess what? They're not believing in your brand. Mm -hmm. They're not, they, they don't follow you. Mm -hmm. For them, it's just a job. I don't want people to work in my team to see this as a job. Yeah, yeah. I want people to believe in the greater fucking good. Every, I want people to be like, oh, Max, we're going to create this video. It's going to be so good for your brand, da, 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 You know? So I don't hire people from a random website. I hire people from my Facebook. Yeah, I try that as well. Uh, <clears throat> that's, the, that's, the, that's the difference. I have a brand. I have, I have like a lifestyle, yada, pick up, yada, yada brand. You don't have to. Yours is more business oriented. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm curious about your opinion. Oh, so what I did is, again, like I have a brand. So I hire straight off Facebook. Mm -hmm. I had a post on there for like 12 hours, cinematographer, hard work, da, da, yeah, da, yeah. this is what you gotta do, email me. Mm -hmm. So I knew that everybody who's emailing me believes already in the greater good yeah. because otherwise they wouldn't have followed me on Facebook, otherwise they wouldn't want to work with me. Yeah. So everybody that works with me now, they're all like, oh sick, let's create this, let's create that, right? They're helping me even in the creation process. It's not just like a pair of hands that does the work that I'm paying for. Mm -hmm. But for you, it's a little different, right? So. For me, I prefer to also hire in the community of people who kind of already know me because I don't have to explain as much. And as you said, they're already automatically more passionate, more interested in helping, already have ideas because they've been watching your stuff for a while and then they're like, I already have some ideas. This is this makes sense to me. I believe in the cause, right? Interesting book, Tribal Leadership. That's my number one more, most favorite book in the world, by the way. Anyone listening to me right now, even if you have a job, read Tribal oh, Leadership. You can make a difference in a billion dollar company as an employee just by reading that one book. It's crazy. But I'm not going to go into that. So basically, what I do, yes, I try to hire in the community, people who know me because I have some social media, right? And when that doesn't work out, then I need to go out of the community and I need to trial people out. Most of them fail. I need to try three people out and try them for a month, try them for a week, try them for a day and so on. So it's like a whole process that you have to go through. Whereas if you go from your own community, like Max can do, for example, or I do sometimes, then uh, a lot of that work is done for you. So you don't need to be like, I run a YouTube channel. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm already watching YouTube videos. Oh my God, can I do this, this, this for you? And then you can see if I do a good job and maybe we could work together. And, and that's so much better. Like, because there's so many people, they just want to like sit down, get a job and just like, okay, uh, here I did this. I'm like, okay, would you like, to improve this, like, but I did what you asked. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know the guy's gonna get fired. Yeah, I, 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 fuck I, these guys. Or, or the, the best thing for your for your guys, the best thing is they're in, they're getting rejected because that's you know that's part of the game. So when you give them feedback, they're not gonna be like, oh, I feel so hurt right now. They're gonna be like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you for the feedback. I'll improve it, and then you know that that's the good thing about guys who are into pickup, right? Yeah. So a lot of people outside of pickup, when guys don't do this type of stuff, they don't develop themselves socially. You give them it's feedback. It's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. You give them feedback and they freak out. Oh, feedback. It's like, I'm, oh, I thought I graduated school. Why am I back at school? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, like if, you do, if you come from a pickup uh, context, and I'm talking about a real pickup context. I'm not talking about like, I've read the game and then for 12 years I've read books, but I've never approached. I'm talking about a guy who literally commits like at least one summer of going out, grinding out every day, getting rejected. Those guys then can handle feedback because they yeah. get feedback every day, you know? 
feedback is just like uh, like this tiny little like stone that hits their back, and they're like, oh, okay. Exactly. <clears throat> I guess that means something. I guess I learned something now. Someone's saying, what is the best book in the world? According to me, the best book in the world, Bible. But he means the book that we mentioned, <laughs> the Bible. So tribal leadership. Tribal leadership, yeah. Sorry, you They don't that. have an audible, I just checked it. But I bought the 48 Laws of Power. They don't have a tribal leadership. Try, try it, I didn't find it. Anyway, somebody asked me earlier, like, Max, um, something like, you're extremely good at building a brand recently. Uh, what, like, what is your, uh, what's your tips on that? Like, I'd love to hear your opinion. Um, here's what I do. It doesn't happen, right? Motherfuckers. How is that possible? This is one of the most popular books <clears throat> on business. Anyway, so, so I think, um, I, I have, I have, I have a gift when it comes to that. I think a big strength that I've always had is I would look at other people, at other people's Snapchat, other people's YouTube content. Mm -hmm. And I would filter out what I like. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't just, every time I'm on YouTube, every single video I click on, I don't just click on it. I click on it and I ask myself, why did I click? Mm -hmm. What was the thumbnail like? What was the title like? And then next time I'm uploading a video, mm -hmm. I'm like, if I was me, how would I click on this video? Mm -hmm. And then I come up with a title. If I was me <clears throat> and I want to promote, so, so um, what made me buy this program? What made me look at that program? And that's what I, for example, I use that in Fearless. Mm -hmm. My people say, oh, Fearless, it has been doing so well. Why? Everybody's talking about it. Because I'm, I just, I, all I did was look at the best ideas that I saw in others. In people like Ty Lopez and Gary Vee. I'm like, why did I watch the one minute Ty Lopez video now? Why did I do that? And then I created exactly the same. It, even to like a point where like, how does Ty Lopez sound when he tells people to <laughs> sign up for his program? So how does he sound? I want to know. Like literally, he's, like, he's always like, yeah, so you can click this button right here. There must be a button somewhere there. He's, he's never bought in. Yeah. Because here's what the salespeople try to do. Like, okay, click this button right now and boom. And I was like, he's trying to hide. But Ty Lopez was always like, yo, here's a bunch of reviews. It's pretty good. So you can just uh, swipe up now, I think, uh, and then you there must be a button somewhere and I'll see you in the web. He, he knows where the button is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he and I'm like, you Ty Lopez, man, you know where the goddamn fucking button is, bro. you like fucking meticulously putting the button at the perfect spot, you know? Mm. But he's always acting like he's not bought in and that actually sounds really well. Mm. And uh, I always I always learn. I look at I look at a fucking TV commercial about like fucking baby powder and I'm like, okay, why does this sound like a good product? What makes it sound like that? And um, and then I look at uh, Brandon Carter, I'm like, okay, like the pre-workout that he always wants to sell, this is the, why do I want to buy this program, right? Why do I want to buy this product? Because he keeps mentioning it over and over and over. So that's what I did with Fearless. I kept mentioning it over and over. It's the same with the natural. And then I said, you know what? People want to be part of something. They don't want to buy a program. They want to be part of a program. Mm -hmm. So I added all the challenges. And like you guys do challenges. You can win Fearless. And then boom, it pops up everywhere. And it, people are like, what is this? Like, why is every, why is there like 15 naked dudes taking a shower on my news feed? What is that? What? They're, oh, they're all using oh, Fearless yeah, is coming. Hashtag Fearless is coming. Hashtag fearless is here. What is that? What is that? Boom! Everybody goes to check out the website. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, that, I that campaign was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I look at things. Anywhere you go on the internet, there's Max. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, and I'm like, I want people to go on Facebook, have my stupid face. I want people to go on YouTube, see my stupid CNN. face. <laughs> yeah, I want people to see my stupid face. That's how I roll. Now, here's the thing. One last thing before, because you're already avidly reading other questions. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so that is Max. That is how you convince, how you persuade people to buy a program? Yeah. No. In my mind, I'm like, this program is so fucking good mm -hmm. because it helped me a fuck ton because I went through all the challenges. Mm -hmm. I tried it on all my students. This is so good. It is my responsibility to offer it to as many people as possible. Yeah. People always think like selling is persuading people to buy shit. It's exactly the same frame that people come from in the pickup context. Like, what if the girl, what if the girl knows that you're pulling her? What if she's calling you up? Well, boo fucking woo, she knows you're pulling her. Mm -hmm. In my head, I'm like, girl, let's go because there's a lot of epic shit coming your way. Mm -hmm. If you don't want it, I respect that. You can't be loved by anybody. But it is my responsibility to pull this girl because I know I'm the best choice for her right now. And, and it's going to help her. And that's exactly what I'm like. If I, if I have a kick-ass program and I wouldn't promote the shit out of it, I wouldn't believe in the program. It's that easy. So what is your best um, method to con that you use to convince yourself that your program is the best program? I always, uh, 
the thing is that's that's what I like about pickup. It's got to be field tested. Mm. So you took, know? it took you a while, right? Yeah. So when I brought out the natural, it's just five years of hardcore game for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was actually six years by the time it came out because it started in 2010. So for me, it was like this is six years of me putting the fucking teeth on the fucking rock and grinding it out, mm-hmm. approach by approach, approach by approach, and boom! Now I bang one to five new girls a week. Here's how you can do that. So for me, it was easy. I'm like, I didn't like read some fucking book and summarize it. Like, I hope this works. Here's the program. No, I grind it out myself. Mm-hmm. So by me just like putting the grind in for myself first. And then I'm like, maybe I should teach this. This would be pretty interesting. And then bringing out the program, I automatically believe in it. And then on top of that, I'm like, okay, let's try this fearless thing. I'm like, how could if I if I would never get in my head again, if I would completely eliminate my own approach anxiety, how would I do that? Mm-hmm. So I wrote the program, this challenge, then this challenge, no, then actually this challenge in between, and then this, and then that knowledge, and then I read that book, I can apply that. Cool, it's called a try. I went through all the challenges and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And even while I recorded it, in my mind, if I had said, I don't feel it, it doesn't work, I wouldn't have fucking sold it, mm-hmm. you know? By me just grinding it out over and over and over and over and over again, I'm like, this is so epic. Like, there was challenges where I'm like, this is so amazing, everybody needs to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's how I knew this is going to be a sick program. And um, I think you went through like a whole journey, so a lot of people, when they start out, they're like, oh. I'm used to getting paid like salary and ten dollars an hour or some bullshit like that. So how did you overcome? Because you, I mean, you had probably some jobs before as a student and stuff, right? A shitty job, yeah, man. and really shitty like factory and waiting and whatever. Yeah, whatever, I, was, right? I was like tutoring kids for like eight bucks an hour. So how did shit. you go from like that whole world of getting paid shit to saying I deserve to have a massive launch? I deserve to. You know, uh, and this stuff. In the beginning, I never cared about the money. Actually, mm-hmm. right That's now, true. I do care about the money because I need to invest it, and I need, you know, I need to like, I can't just be like, well, I guess I hope I have enough cash flow to pay my team. Now yeah. I have to think about that. But before that, I was just, I want to get the idea out. I want to get, I want to reach as many people as possible. That's probably some narcissistic, egoic-driven reason. But that was for me in the beginning. I'm like, I want to reach everybody, mm-hmm. reach as many people as possible. Um, I made it. I'm a fucking shy nerd. Uh, I suck balls, and it's awesome. Stop hating. You can do it. Mm-hmm. That's always what I like to do. I, I like the helper syndrome, if you will, right? Yeah, like people who want to help other people because nobody helped them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like probably like some deep pain body embedded in me. Like nobody yeah, yeah. helped me. I was helpless. Da, da, da. I dug myself out of that. And because it was so harsh for me, I want to help people out to to not have that harsh reality that I have to go through. Yeah, it's really that's a good reason. I always. Uh, I work with a lot of guys starting a business, and the first thing, the very first fucking thing is why. And if they can't tell me why, and if they can't like find that out, because they don't have to know it up front, but we ask the questions. We, we will find out if there is a strong enough why that's not just uh, cash, uh, uh, travel, uh, that's, that's, that's not, that doesn't cut it. Because you wake up in the fucking morning, you're not going to sit there and watch TV, you're going to run a fucking business. And it's uh, sometimes it takes six months to get a sale. Yeah. So you're living off debt and maybe some savings for six months. I mean, that's what I did for a year. I accumulated thirty-six thousand dollars of debt while I was working with RZ. But I was that's happy, what? man. I was like, "Fuck it, man." You know, my bank would call me like every week. They're like, "I was bank debt." So yeah, yeah. That not not only bank debt. It was it was because I borrowed money from friends, family, etc. But also from the bank, and they're like, "So." You have even less money now, like even higher rent numbers. Like, when's the money gonna come in? And I'm like, oh, just give me one more month. You know, like it's gonna come. I swear, it's gonna come. And it didn't come for a year. I, I was lucky because I was living in a. I, I come from a five thousand people cow town, so I live in a village. So the guy who manages my bank account went to school with me. So I know him for a season. He's like, you know, man, I can't do this, man. And I'm like, come on, just just like two thousand dollars more of a, of a frame. <laughs> He's like. That's All right, but next month the money gonna come in. I'm like, I got it, I got it, you know. For a whole year? Yeah, 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 yeah. I baby stepped this guy for a whole year. Yeah, then you paid him back, of course. So yeah. And then the first thing, like, so I started getting paid. So I, at first I started paying my my bank back, so I was back at zero. Yeah. Then I got money. Then the Max Hot Seat came out, which was uh, most successful life program. Uh, um, it had to be right. It probably had to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then all the money that came in there, I like gave it straight back to my parents, to my friends, to my brother, etc. 
And then uh, I reinvested for the natural. Brought out the natural. The natural, the production was insane for the natural. The, the, the cost of the production. Mm-hmm. Like we had to rent a whole studio plus apartments from me and my team, stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and I reinvested it in, uh, in a new cinematographer, yeah. like two new cinematographers on top of that new cinematographer. Uh, better tours, longer tours, better quality programs, better equipment to record faster and high quality to edit faster, etc., etc. <laughs> someone asked before, I saw a question, just to switch topics. Yeah. Uh, someone asked a question, I'm just starting out, I don't have a portfolio, and I don't have any work reference. Work reference for employees, first of all, and portfolios, you can just get portfolios. You don't have to have a portfolio. So this whole idea of, it's just, it's just, you're just being bitch framed, basically. Like Oren Clough, I think, says that. You're just being bitch framed. Oh, we're here, like, we have, we're like the CEO. Come sit, sit here. Where is the, show us your, no, 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 don't tell us your story. Don't ask us questions. Show us your, your portfolio. Just being bitch framed. And the way to solve that is, you can get a portfolio just by, well, I'll tell you, like, the mindset, and I'll tell you the actual solution to get a portfolio. So the first solution is, you can hire a freelancer and he has a portfolio. Use his fucking portfolio. What is hire? You can just use it? You, you, well, you don't have to actually, like, hire him. You, like, you agree, you talk to him and you say, probably I'll work with you. Which is true, probably you will work with him once the yeah. project comes in. You're not, you're not going to pay him up front. And then, and then, like, can I use your portfolio to get the sale? Yes. Right? There's Love absolutely it. nothing wrong with that. Because the person who created the portfolio, who did all the work, He's your basically your part business partner He's on your team, yeah. On your team, not business partner. So that's the kind of the technique. There's many more solutions to this. But anyway, I really don't usually tell people the secret. But uh, okay. So the second solution is the mindset solution, and that's how to solve the whole bitch frame, right? So you just say, okay, I understand that you want to see my work, but before we continue with you know case studies and exactly how businesses like your business have gotten results in the past, what about we first discover if we even want to work together. Because like showing you this and showing you that, what is the purpose of that? Like I just want to be fair to you and me. And if we determine that we potentially want to work together, I will show you exactly how businesses like your business have gotten results with me in the past. And after that, you can even potentially even skip that or just talk theoretical stuff and not really even show the portfolio, right? So you could do that. But of course, it's better if you just have the freelancer on standby and use his portfolio because then you just grab the portfolio, PDF, here's a PDF presentation with my portfolio, right? And here's exactly the kind of people, right? You can even do it on a second call if you want. Here's exactly the kind of people that I used to work with that is exactly like your business and got results using the same stuff that we discussed in the phone call, right? And you, okay. can, have, you can have 10 freelancers on standby. So you can have portfolios from 10 freelancers if you want, right? A great book for that, for these kind of negotiations is uh, Pitch Anything by, let me show it to the camera. Pitch Anything really good, like about frames, about how to fucking own the frame and how to not get, how, do you, how did you call it, bitch framed? Bitch framed. How to not get bitch framed. Pitch Anything by Oren Klaff. Pitch anything. Pitch anything. An innovative method by Oren Klaff. I think he used to be an RSD student, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah? I mean, it sounds like the whole book sounds quite pick up a little bit. So I've heard absolutely it possible. told me. Yeah. A a bird tweeted that to me. Holy shit, Alex! Thank you, thank you, Alex. Guys, I just finished my. I can't read your name, by the way, but I finished my twelve our workday as a cab driver and it's so cool catching you before I go to sleep. By the way, here's the thing, okay, I'm not gonna read the rest because it's very long, but basically here's here's my advice to you, okay? You're in a car for twelve hours. What do most cab drivers do? They sit in the car for twelve hours, curse and get angry at the passenger, especially in Eastern Europe, no offense. Uh... And here's what they could be doing. They could use the twelve hours all the money they make, just spend it on fucking Audible or something, or pirate some books or something. I don't condone pirating, but you know, I imagine someone would. And 
read books, audiobooks, just listen to audiobooks the whole fucking 12 yeah. hours. Yeah, and so And after true. a week, you're never going to have to be a fucking cab driver ever again. Maybe not after a week, but after a few months of listening to... It's so true. Like, you sit there, you curse, you're mad. Like, yeah. even like, um, and by the way, someone says, this is this why you created Fearless in Kiev? I didn't create it in Kiev. I created it all around the world. I was traveling while I recorded the program. And uh, the moment it was done, I actually moved to Kiev. But on a side note, this is like, I, we have nice view. We're on the 20, 28th floor, and you look down to all these people stuck in traffic yeah. every day. Every morning I get up and meditate, I see all these people stuck in traffic. And I know for sure that 99%, if not 100% of those people down in traffic, listen to the radio yeah. on their fucking phone, on fucking Facebook while they're waiting at the traffic or whatever. I'm like, dude, if you commute into your work an hour a day, a half an hour a day, Listen to a fucking audiobook while you do that. Yeah. People are like, I don't have time. I have a nine to five job. Cool. How do you go there? How long does it take you to go there? What do you do? You stare at my fucking phone at my life? Oh, well, sorry for you, bro. How about you read an audiobook? If you're in stuck in traffic for 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back, that's 60 minutes where you could read an audiobook. Now, if you listen to the audiobook in twice the speed, you get two hours of reading. Yep per day in without even touching a fucking book, without ever sitting down. You sit in your fucking car and, and you just get the fucking millionaire, the, the guy who's a millionaire who wrote a book, he's just talking to you for a fucking hour a day. He's mentoring you. by fucking uh, yeah. Elon Musk. Exactly. Thing. So, and what I did, I had an internship, okay, college internship, and just sitting there and it's literally copy-paste work, like the most bullshit thing that uh, maybe you have done once in your life, I think, Max, like, ex I did exactly I did almost it. the same thing, and it just copy-paste, copy-paste for a whole month. Guess what I had playing in the background in my secret earpiece, right, like a little white cable here? I just had, like, PDF files with, uh, with it wasn't even audiobooks, because I didn't know oh, how to like, automatically re read them out? Yeah, there's a button in PDF Acrobat Reader, and it automatically reads it to you. The most robotic gay voice ever. Oh, it's man. Like, and then you go and get tails. You know, it's like... Ah, this is so crazy. And I listened to that for months, right? And after, right after that, I graduated, and I'm like, fuck this, I'm never doing this shit again. I would say to just kind of like slowly start wrapping it up. If you're like, I've, I have a 9 to 5, I had no idea, I went to college, I have no idea about business, how do I start? I think the two best books to start rewiring your brain into starting to thinking like a business person, to start, start, to start to see the opportunity costs of a nine to five job and see and have you realize the upsides of having a business and the freedom that comes with it. Two books by the same author, MJ DeMarco, The Millionaire Fast Lane. That teaches you like, okay, this is a nine to five. You'll never get fucking rich. Wake the fuck up. This is, a, this is the freedom that comes with, with the business. MJ DeMarco, The Millionaire Fastlane, and his new book, which is MJ DeMarco, like 15 years later, 10 years later, something like that. Um, I forget. There, it has a different name, but there's only two books that he wrote. Yeah, so. but it's like 10, 15 years later, and he's mad. And oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That book is called Unscripted. Oh, you have it here, yeah. Yeah, so MJ DeMarco, The Millionaire Fastlane, and then MJ DeMarco, Unscripted. He's like angry that it went downhill with society, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's shitting on college, he's shitting on, on SJWs, he's shitting on social media, he's shitting on people going out, eating at a restaurant instead of hustling. <laughs> I, I listened to that and I'm like, I found my new god. So if you want to start out, MJ DeMarco, Unscripted, and MJ DeMarco, The Millionaire Fastlane. Blast that shit on your way to fucking college, blast that shit while you're waiting at the doctor's office to check your STD. Blast that shit for the rest of your life. Even when you're sitting there fucking cooking, instead of just cooking like a hit my life, blast a motherfucking audiobook. I'm blasting an audiobook when I wait for the goddamn elevator. Anything that lasts longer than 30 seconds, phone out, earphone, bam. Value. Like inset. <laughs> yeah, inset. Like, excuse me, you're boring. Let me go back to MJ DeMarco. <laughs> that being said, do you have anything? You want to say anything lastly? <clears throat> We've been going for an hour. I mean, another book, uh, E-Myth Revisited. So, very related to... What's it called? E-Myth Revisited. We talked about it before. So, it's very related to what MJ DeMarco says. So, do, do, like, it could be like a triplet, you know? Like, those two books and E-Myth Revisited should be... Everyone should read it who graduates primary school. There you go. And okay. e even people who don't want to do business. 
That's so they, epic. So they know how stuff works. Love it. That being said, thanks for being here. Alex, Alex Vitkin, the true hustler. Uh, can they join your group? Or do uh, they, they have they, to? They, the, the group, you know, they just try. add me on Facebook. Just send, send me, like, look, just Vitkin on Facebook. Just V-I-T-K-N, and you just click add friend. Just do that, and that's, that's, that's enough. You'll see all my best stuff I post myself on my profile on Facebook. That's like my number one spot right now. Love and it. Also YouTube, I guess. But uh, And how can they find you, like the the guys who may not know you yet? RSD Max. Yeah. RSD Max on Facebook, yeah. on YouTube, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Twitter. GG. Everywhere. All right. This was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.